Now, here's a thought. Are we oversubscribed? What do I mean by that? What about our subscription services? Do we have too many? There is a feeling or a thought right now, now most of it is in the States, that people are getting sick and tired of all their subscriptions, and consumers are rethinking their relationship to subscriptions. And guess what? So are the companies. In fact, in the Wall Street Journal, they found that uh, two straight quarters cancellations have outpaced new subscriptions for digital memberships for things like Food of the Month clubs and, yeah, Netflix. So, it brings the obvious question, where do we go from here? Is the subscription model as strong as it used to be? Or is it going to be an option that uh, has to be a little bit more flexible? Or at least a little more affordable or exciting? To help us tackle this issue, let's bring in Andy Brar, tech and digital lifestyle expert at handyandymedia.com. Andy, always great to have a chance to chat with you. How are you? I'm good, Bruce. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are your subscriptions? Are you oversubscribed? No, no. I'm at the basic limit of what I have to to keep. And um, I think a lot of people out there, you know, with the high cost of living, they're starting to look at their credit card bills because they probably don't go line by line uh, on their credit card statements. But if you do, chances are you're going to realize that you're paying for services that you just don't use anymore, and then you're going to cancel it. And that's the churn rate is what they call it in the streaming business. You know, I'm going to share something with you, and I don't know if it falls into this category, but uh, my digital subscription to the Globe and Mail. Uh, I have work-related ones. I also have one personal one. And the personal one I get to deduct on my taxes. And so I saw how much I was paying, and I was a little su- surprised. I'm still going to continue on. It's worthwhile for me. But, uh, you know, when it comes to tax time, with uh, some of these, I think we have more of an accounting and start to take a look and add some of these up and say, whoa, there are a lot. We've got to make a few decisions. Absolutely. Um, 49% of people have um, canceled their subscription services in 2022. So it's been going up and up. And the, the business model for these streaming services have been on those subscription model. It's an ad-free model. But what you're going to see because of this trend is a lot of these, um, you know, the Netflix of the world, the Disney Plus of the world, the Amazon Prime video of the world, they're going to start having ad-supported TV streaming services. So if you don't want to pay to not see ads, you don't have to. You can pay, you know, the the premium price and not see ads. But if you still want to watch that show and you're willing to watch three to five minutes of, say, an hour content, three to five minutes of commercials – you're going to have a cheaper or even sometimes free services. And there are services already out there like Pluto TV, which is completely free and you can watch all that content, but you got to watch the ads. And that just shows a fundamental shift in, in the streaming you know, landscape because previously it was a, you know, a, a monthly subscription with no ads. But people can't afford that, but they still want to watch those shows. So they're going to see the pressure on these, these Netflixes of the world to start offering offering ad-supported models. I wonder if we all fall victim a little bit to this idea of negative billing. Uh, and by that, I mean the old system where you get somebody to subscribe and you continue to have services that may cost a little bit more, but they're already subscribed unless they take some sort of action and unsubscribe or change or downgrade. Uh, has there been any thought about that in the things you've been looking at? 
Well, what they're going to do is when you try to cancel your subscription, because you have to understand, you know, if, if you have an iPhone, chances are your next phone is going to be an iPhone. There is loyalty to that brand, Apple. But I don't think any of us, Bruce, are loyal to any of the platforms. We're just loyal to the content that they have. And if the content goes somewhere else, we'll go there as well. And so the problem with these streaming services is they allowed us for previously to binge watch. And a lot of people would binge watch a series and then cancel that subscription. So what they've done now is they're, they're preventing that and they're tiering. So each week you'll have a new release and they're doing that because they want to keep you subscribed. They, there is no loyalty when it comes to these uh, subscription platforms and they realize that. So they're changing the entire model. And it's funny because if you look at Netflix, Back in the day, Bruce, they said they would never have an ad-supported model. They said, we will never do that. We're Netflix. Yeah. But they're almost become the blockbuster of streaming because they were the first ones. And now they're reacting to what the market conditions are. They're even offering casual gaming. They're doing all these things they said they would never do. But times are changing and there's more competition and people are looking at what they're spending and they're using their money wisely. And yet, if you are happy with the... Netflix that you have, like your subscription, like me, I don't notice any difference. I'm aware that there is this ad-free option out there, but you know what? I'm going to get the content I like, and basically, for me, it comes down to content. If you're generating content, and if the content is compelling, you're always going to have me as a member of the audience. That Yes, and that's a challenge, though, because they spend millions and millions of dollars to put these shows, these franchises together. And sometimes they're not a hit and they have those losses. And then you'll have another franchise that might be a hit and that has to pay for the other losses of, of that uh, other franchise that didn't become a hit. And the challenge is, meanwhile, this is always happening. You have people, you know, leaving that subs subscription platform and very few people are being added on. So I think what you're going to see is a lot of the advertisers, Bruce, they want they want to show commercials on Netflix because usually people are watching on the big screen and ads and the all the ad platforms, they understand that people are more likely to have an effect of an ad if it's watched on a bigger screen rather than your smartphone. So they're salivating at the option of putting ads into these kind of content. However, they might even have to change the way that content is written for streaming platforms because in the old TV days, they would write the shows for commercial breaks. And I think you're going to see that happen in the next couple of years as more and more of these platforms start to go to an ad-supported model. They're going to start to write the shows to have natural ad breaks because you know, for the last 10 years, we haven't had that on Netflix. But I think that's what you're going to see in the future because people just can't afford to have so many subscriptions, maybe one or two, but not all of them. But they still want to watch that content and there'll be ad-supported models in the future to allow that. Andy, that's for uh, the visual, the video streaming services. What about music? Well, that's another challenge, you know, uh, with all the options now for music streaming services, you know, people are either going to keep it or they're going to start looking and looking at some ad supported models for things like Spotify because they do offer that. But they make the ads so annoying, Bruce. I don't know if you ever tried the free Spotify. It really gets annoying. They show the same ads over and over again. And I think they do that on purpose to get people to actually subscribe to the ad uh, free model. But, you know. I highly urge everybody to look at their credit card bills. Chances are, just before you look at it, ask yourself, how much do I spend a month? And then do the actual forensic inv investigation. Chances are you're actually overpaying what you really think that you're paying. Because a lot of these services we add on and we don't think about it, but it's being you know, tallied on our credit cards without 
even knowing it. I think there's almost a point, Andy, where you have to pick up your smartphone and go right down the list and see all the different things you're subscribed to on the phone. Yes. Well, I I would go the opposite way, Bruce. I would just look at what you're paying on your credit card statement because there's a lot of stuff. Maybe you don't even have it on your phone. You might have a Crave TV subscription on your television, but you never downloaded the app. But, you know, the numbers don't lie. So you just take your bank statement, look through there, find everyone. And I created an Excel sheet. And that's how I kind of tracked how much I was spending because I was really curious. And you know what? My math wasn't very good. It was uh, much more than I thought it was. But we have to remember, even cloud storage, that's a subscription service. All those photos that we put on our smartphones, you got to pay for that cloud service. So all of these different, even... Microsoft Office is now a cloud uh, subscription service. Well, yes, so, you get into all the uh, soft, software as a subscription, and that's a whole other category. And so you have to ask yourself, what could I live without and what can't I live without? You know, if you work and use Microsoft Word all the time, you know, you might want to consider going to Google Docs as a free version. But you got to make these decisions right now because people are just fed up with subscriptions. I know I am. I refuse any kind of service that tries to get you on a subscription. Even plugins, Bruce, you would know this being an audio guy. You used to get these plugins for your software and you could buy the plugin pack. They just changed it to a subscription service for something that you could buy. Now they want you to have a subscription service. And I can tell you the audio world, they are not very happy about that. But that's the sign of all these companies. They all want to get us on subscription. It's Bruce in for Jazz. Let's get right to the round table with the question, are you oversubscribed? We've been talking about things like streaming services, maybe software as a service, maybe things like, oh, music services, anything that you pay a monthly for. Let's go to our roundtable. And Ryan, Ryan, what do you think? Are you fed up and oversubscribed? There's too many subscription platforms here, Bruce. There's way too many that, you know, at the end of the day, do we need them? But it's hard to cut to cut it, right? It's hard to get rid of it. Gotta I've make got choices. My, I've got my Apple Music. you got your Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, Apple TV. There's uh, my... Fubo TV for my sports and my DAZN as well for my soccer. I, I can't I can't live without it. I need them, Bruce. <laughs> You're addicted, but it's entertainment. It makes your life. Okay, Stephen, oversubscribed or not? Are oh, you fed up? Definitely oversubscribed, Bruce. Uh, you know, there's a time when I was a kid when I would be even hesitant of starting a subscription service, but now there's way too much. I got my PlayStation subscription service so I can play games online. I got Netflix. I got the WWE Network, Disney+. Plus. Uh, I can even go on and on. Even Adobe Creative Suite, like stuff we got to do for work sometimes. There's just way too many monthly fees going on my credit card. I have no idea what's going on. I'm irresponsible, as you can see. <laughs> okay, well put. Our guest, Andy Brar, uh, you kind of hinted that you were not, but uh, let's flesh that one out. Uh, no, I am I am not oversubscribed because during the pandemic, I did a nice look at what I was paying for, for all the services, and I've got it down to the basics, just kind of like... Uh, I think it was uh, Stephen mentioned, I got the Adobe Creative Suite and that's just for software, software as a service. I, you know, I can't live with that. So live without that. So that one I still have. But in terms of all of the entertainment ones, uh, I don't. What's funny, Bruce, is I use Netflix the most. Or sorry, not Netflix, but YouTube the most. And YouTube's doing the other way. They where they is an ad supported model and they want you to get a subscription. And if you judge by just the amount of minutes that I watch on YouTube, it makes sense for me to get a subscription, but I can't do it, Bruce. I just can't do it because that is, I'll just sit and watch that ad and watch that ticker go five, four, three, two, one, and then tap it on a a tablet rather than pay Google. Yeah, if you Uh, like my videos, subscribe below. 
There's the arrow. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. But but you know, I just can't pay for having that ad-free YouTube, even though it would make a lot of sense. But because I'm just trying to cut all the the streaming costs as I can as possible, and I think a lot of people out there should do the same. Okay, and myself, uh, I yeah, definitely oversubscribed. Uh, software as a service, I've got everything that I need for business, um, but I need it. Uh, entertainment, I love my movies. Uh, not going to get rid of any of them. And for music, yeah, I could drop that. Uh, anything I'm subscribed to, I could kick that one out in a second. I think that's the first to go and just choose, uh, just buy my music when I want it. That's uh, that's mine. My thanks to Andy Brar as always, uh, for joining us. Andy with uh, tech and digital lifestyle expert at handyandymedia.com. And thanks uh, for all of you technical producers uh, for chiming in and sharing, whether you are oversubscribed or not. 